Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. And on the Friday, August 18th episode of JLL, we had Connie Wilson, we had Doug Yudin, and we had Shane motherfucking motherfucking Douglas, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, we finally made a right prediction. Woo! Talk about something to celebrate. Okay, so Carney Wilson's fall to your knees mac and cheese made everybody fart up a storm. I mean, what a thrilling prediction to get right. <laughs> of course, that's the one that I nail. Uh, but at least it gave Carney and Jeff trouble with their digestive system later. Doug doesn't know if he was farting because he was passed out in such a deep sleep thanks to his new mattress that everybody had to try with Kian. Kian was all up in the bed. He was all up trying to bring people in with him. He was probably in the middle of Jameson and Frank hugs all the time. Like they're just hugging. And then all of a sudden Kian's like pops out from, he's like a little troll under their bridge. I don't know, but we'll get to that. So, um, Doug had almost 2,000 people tuning in live to Cookin' Kibbits. Damn, you go, Doug. Damn, Douglas. Damn, Daniel. But if every single one of those viewers just donated $2, Doug could pay off his mattress in no time or buy another one for his spare room so that the chumps can all sleep on that bed instead of his getting their dick imprints all over the place. Ew. Oh my gosh. You know, the only imprint that Doug wanted was Megan's boobs. So hopefully that was the thing, but, um, or you could be more generous like Monroe and just toss him a fiver. Then he could probably afford to buy out his own truffle salt inventory. (laughs) Not that he would want to. I mean, it's flying off the shelves. So Kearney Wilson also made a dessert to bring to cook and kibitz. First, a multiple desserts, a homemade blueberry Pop-Tart, yum, yum, and then a shortbread with Reese's Pieces. Come on, I would go for that alone, like warm peanut butter on anything, on anything. Yes, I mean anything is delicious. (laughs) When I found out that it was really Reese's Pieces instead of Reese's Pieces, like I, I was as shooketh as... Carney Wilson was when she found out Frank is actually Brandon, which she found out live on air today, even though she hung out with them last night. And I was like, do they really call Brandon Frank even off air? He's just forever Frank, forever Frank, Frank, Frank ever, Frank ever. Oh, it really is just such a great name. So I am not mad at that either. Um, but Jeff brought a bottle of vodka and a bottle of wine because he was like, sometimes I show up empty handed and I felt bad. Plus I had a long fucking day. And if you didn't have these supplies, I would burn down the shed. And that could never happen because it gives us way too much content, way too much. It gives Doug content to give to his guests. It gives us content to talk about. But um, yeah, no, it was nice for Jeff to actually feel bad for mooching off of Doug. But and I would say that he should like you. It's good. You should feel bad. But 
then I was like, no, wait, Jeff always pays when everybody goes out. So he can for sure show up to any one of their houses empty handed at any time, whether it's a birthday that, that what, like, it doesn't matter. He's generous year round, blah, blah, blah. We, we can acknowledge the positives here. So um, for everybody else, though, I still like the old school way of showing up with something. If if and only if they are feeding you like if you are getting fed and somebody's giving you food it's nice to give something it doesn't mean that you have to bring food or even alcohol like just i mean that's clearly the best thing to bring but even something for under five dollars just get some fresh trader joe's flowers or the same ones that jeff probably sent to kyle (laughs) no instead of a 399 carnation it was probably 399 dollars from 1-800-RIP-YOU-OFF-FLOWERS.COM. But another thing, like a fresh basil plant, you know, some kind of herb. It's it's nice to bring something or bring a big marijuana plant. That would be the best thing to bring me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that really is my favorite kind of herb. And truly one of my favorite things to bring for somebody is actually something that Jeff mentioned earlier this week that his new star employee that's never mentioned named Gus Gus, Gus Gus, uh, he gave Jeff some scratchies, a few scratch tickets, get your scratchies, scratchies, but it's just the quickest and easiest thing to pick up, obviously, because it's always at convenience stores, so it's fucking convenient, and people love it, people love the gift, just ask Jeff, just ask Jeff, who... I'm scared with his OCD. He really might get addicted. Who was it on one show? Jersey Shore. Jer- Mike, the situation. He has recently replaced his drug and alcohol addictions <laughs> with scratch tickets. So that's something that Jeff can look into. But um, also, side note on Jersey Shore sometimes talk about like scripted reality scenarios that the producers shove them into. But I will say that despite them, like they are going on a cast trip this time and Mike allegedly won it on a scratch off or won a sweepstakes. Like, no, you fucking didn't. It's called, I was on the Jersey shore sweepstakes. It's called the producer emails me these sweepstakes. Like, so that part I don't like, but I will say it is one of the most entertaining shows. They are how, hilarious they're fucking hilarious so that's just my jeff does qvc commercials for all of his guests and their products and i am doing them for the things that matter to me like you watching jersey shore (laughs) okay speaking of love a special visitor showed up last night to cook in kibitz fucking frank frank Frunk, Frunkison. No wonder the viewership was up through the roof. Like that, that should have been live streamed. Their hug, <laughs> their hug. It could have lasted the entire cooking kibbit session. Just forty-five minutes of Frunkison embracing and Kian squeezed in the middle. <laughs> Oh my God. And Jeff creepily staring at their embrace, counting the seconds, growing more and more impatient with each squeeze of Jameson's little freckled arm. Like Jeff could not stand how long Jameson and Frank hugged for. (laughs) And then they did it again. Oops, they did it again. The fucking horror. The horror. Um, Whatever happened to Jeff trying to reframe things, though? Or do things like compliment sandwiches? Because lately, 
is it just me or has he kind of been an angry little elf? And actually, no, not he's not so much angry. It's more like <laughs> it's more like a disgruntled little donkey. <laughs> a disgruntled donkey. Oh my god, for real though. Cause it was like instantly launching into what Jeff hated about Frankison's debut. And do you want to know what I hate? What I hate? No? Well, I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> no, okay, so when my, I have one friend, I know I have many friends. <laughs> uh, uh, we won't say many, um, but more than one. And one friend in particular, their mom, anytime I ever see their mom at like events, like special celebratory shit, whatever, she hugs me. She gets so excited to see me and hugs me so tight. And she has the strongest old lady macy's bouquet of floral dust bunny scent like it is so severe it takes days to get off your skin days it feels like you got sprayed by a skunk by a motherfucking macy's musty ass skunk and you have to take a tomato bath basically just to get it off of you so again i'm just trying to reframe or at least you know I, jeff's guests gave jameson frankison compliments so they got that covered and I will reframe that at least the cologne wasn't suffocating the room and you could enjoy your seven cheese mac and cheese fall to your knees and grab the Febreze because you spent all night farting instead of having dreams <laughs> okay can we also just mention how Jeff is so quick to talk about everything that he finds wrong with Jameson and Frank's relationship yet his own life has been getting a pass lately what the fuck? Like, when's the last time we talked about Chef Stew? When's the last time? And not just in passing, because I know today he mentioned that Stew was bitter, that Carney has better recipes than him, or that Stew's dog pees all over your house. Like, ugh, yeah, I guess you do share some things, but I'm just saying like a story with real details, because you constantly instigate them out of Jameson. And I get you could be like, well, you said you didn't want to hear about Stew. There's a balance. There's a thing called balance. We're striving for it. I, I can't do so i'm trying to teach okay and right now it's a little too much trolling of frankison and just not enough trolling of i guess you did troll Stu a little but i you know you guys know what i mean so then a chump told jeff that carney wilson carney used to regularly give her husband rob five blowjobs in one day what the, and Carney's like, facts. Those are straight up facts. Like, he was just so cute. I couldn't stop doing it. I could not stop sucking his dick. I was addicted. Addicted. Uh, ew. Then they played this gagging sound bite, though. It was like like they were choking on a dick. Like, no, it was, I'm, please cut that. Cut that shit. Um, and now Carney has TMJ. So truly what a great lesson in moderation. Talk about balance. This is a great lesson in moderation, kids. Okay. One blow job every five days. That sounds fair. Not five in one day. What? Trying to be an overachiever over there. Now you're fucking stuck with TMJ and you're so over giving them at all that uh, when's the last time he got one? I don't know because it sounds like 20 years later, the magic has fizzled. And I doubt that Rob gets one every five months at this point no i'm kidding i'm kidding i bet their bedroom is uh, i don't know rocking and rolling 
<clears throat> on the nights that Carney doesn't come home from shoveling down seven cheeses smothered in pasta, turning their bedroom into a giant Dutch oven. Oh my God. First she's at Doug's cooking a homemade tart in the oven. Then she's at home cooking homemade farts in a Dutch oven. It's just, you got to enjoy the parallels of life, you know? <laughs> It's about the little things. So, to, oh my God, talk about little things. Little, little kids. No, I'm kidding. He was of age. So Carney's watching a new show and got very turned on by a young bisexual boy. <laughs> At least 20, I believe, right? 19? Eeks. Um, but Shane ended up putting the kibosh on her whole crush. Kibosh the crush. Kibosh. 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 In five words. Yeah, he was like, he was born in 2004. Just so you know. And Carney's like, fuck, what the fuck? That's unacceptable. I can handle a hot boy on the screen knowing he's of age. I can't handle knowing there's a 2000s in front of that birth year. So then on JLL, we mention Jim Thompson's productive pep rally that he hosted at Sirius XM yesterday. And Naya, she's becoming associate producer. Woo, you go, girl. Uh, Carney kept on saying how cute Jim Thompson was, though. Like, she couldn't stop. She was gushing over him. G Didn't we just use that word before? Who did, who, because somebody like posted something and they were gushing. It honestly might've been Jody fucking Sweeten. Jody, who's going to be on Monday show. Again, I'm telling you, things just cycle right into each other over here on Splash of Sass. But um, yeah, it took Carney no time to go from, <laughs> to go from crushing on a youngin to then gushing over Jim to the point where I was like, damn, Carney, is this how you felt the first time that you met Rob? Because you kept on saying, how cute that you thought Rob was at first. And now, now you're over here gushing about how cute Jim is. I don't know. I'm just saying Carney was talking about him with the same kind of five BJ energy that she was giving Rob earlier. And we'll leave it at that. We will leave it at that. Now, Jeff is searching for the fountain of youth forever and always, and scientists have almost found it. They found it for mice, at least, and <laughs> humans will get it eventually. But um, basically, they're connecting older and younger mice, and I don't know, Jeff says that they can start harvesting young blood to make you live up to 10 years. And of course, Jeff's first instinct is to use Monroe's or... I don't know, foster some other children. But this is what I was talking about months ago, you guys, with Robert De Niro and uh, Al Pacino, fucking Al Pacino. They had babies at 80 years old. Why do you think they did that? Why do you think rich motherfuckers would do that? Because they want to stay alive. Like at that age, what can you not buy? Time. You can't buy time yet. Until now. Until they're ahead of the race. Okay, so they just released this study. Oh my God, I'm getting so riled up. <laughs> I have so many conspiracies about scientists and I love them. I love they're necessary, but a necessary evil. And uh, yeah, so I just am saying that if they are releasing this study right now about mice, then I am promising you in some dark underground lab in Norway or some shit, there is somebody getting tested humans, humans, and it might be Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Like I am convinced that they had babies because their doctors, 
told them to, to collect stem cells and blood transfusions and all that shit. Why else? Why else? And also, also, I still feel like those two got such a pass. Why am I getting riled up? Because for the millionth time, how do two 80-year-old men have babies and the world is okay with it? What if a woman had a baby at 80 years old? We would take the baby away. We would take the fucking baby away and lock that granny up. Lock her up. Like Janet Jackson had a baby at 50 and everybody freaked the fuck out. Meanwhile, Andy Cohen's popping them out at what, 60? And we're all like, yeah, dance on tables and show your titties for the biddies. Like it's just, it's too much. Like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino probably had fucking uh, George Clooney hosting a Casamigas sponsored tequila baby shower for them. And it was a star studded event, like celebrating. But again, if an 80 year old woman had a baby right now, we would freak the fuck out. That's why I'm freaking the fuck out because somebody has to. And I will gladly take that job. (laughs) Okay, a job that I don't want is security maintenance, especially in Los Angeles. So they end up talking on JLL about having cameras in houses. And Doug makes a shocking claim that he has no security cameras inside of his house, which they all were like, I mean, he didn't mention the shed though. That will, so there could still be cameras in the shed. And I believe Doug has them on the exterior. So great. That's a good thing. But for the millionth time, if you live in Los Angeles, please, I am worried about you guys. I'm worried about myself as all of us, but you guys, especially please do not advertise that your house doesn't have security or a camera system. Like, you never know who's listening. And what if they're like, oh, Doug has no security cameras inside. A quick spray paint of the exterior one. Boop, boop. We know he doesn't have a dog right now. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace to his baby. And um, yeah, so it's just, they know your chef roommate is never home. It wasn't a good setup. It wasn't a good setup. So um, lie that there, you shouldn't lie, but with this kind of stuff, lie and Doug be like, yeah, I would rather come off like a creep than have a robber listen and realize that you are their dream target. Okay. Now moving on Jeff Lewis. I really am sassy. It's a sassy Friday. So towards the end, we talk about Jeff sitting at Boa having some deep thoughts, um, such as, Looking, he see he reframed COVID, so he can, he still can reframe things. Just I guess not if it applies to people in healthy relationships. <laughs> so one good thing that came from COVID, according to Jeff, is that Boa doesn't do any more tableside Caesar. And at first I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Tableside Caesar. And then he's like, or, you know, tableside guacamole. So obviously, you know, when they come to the table and make your guacamole. Yeah, of course I've experienced that. We, uh, hopefully we all have, if not go out this weekend and live a little, but however, I should, I, maybe I should take my own advice and go out and live a little. Cause I've never heard of a fucking tableside Caesar, tableside Caesar. What the, what? I am so confuddled. Like, what does that even mean? Is so you guys, how many ingredients are in a Caesar that you would like with guacamole? They're like, Oh, a little extra lime, a little extra this with a Caesar. It's like the most basic of salads. It's literally like lettuce and 
dressing. That's it. I guess. How many croutons do you want me to toss on table side? Like what the fuck? But I know, I know there's things like pepper and cheese and lemon. I sure. But I've just never heard of a table side salad being built for the entire table. Like that's, but that's so bizarre to me. I mean, table side salsa. Sure. Sure. Uh, table side shrimp cocktail. Okay. Don't mind if I do table side Caesar salad. I'm just saying that I'm shocked. I've never heard of it. I'm not saying that I'm appalled. I'm actually the opposite. That's I'm now craving a table side Caesar salad. <laughs> My new mission in life is to find table side Caesar motherfucking salad. I really should get more goals, but we're going to focus on the small things. So I hope that you guys reach all of your goals and eat all of the food and have the best motherfucking weekend ever. We'll be back on Monday with another recap. I love you guys so fucking much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.